Welcome to Frank Fryer Fridays. This is Father Patrick Bykowskis broadcasting from St. Dominic Priory in St. Louis, Missouri. And I will begin with a special prayer for Advent. Of course, we also celebrated the Feast of the Immaculate Conception this week. And even though it's on Sunday, certainly many, many people in our hemisphere will be celebrating the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe on Sunday, December the 12th. So this prayer uh, also mentions our Blessed Virgin Mary in it as well, this prayer for Advent. O merciful God, you sent your eternal word to take on human nature in the womb of the Virgin Mary. Grant that your chosen people may put off fleshly desires to prepare their hearts for the visitation of your dear Son, Jesus Christ our Lord who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. And today we will hear the second part of our interview with Father Josh Whitfield on the crisis of bad preaching in our church. And as I said, this is a, a message certainly for preachers, but for all of us and to, to recognize that we all can play and need to play a part in bringing better preaching to our church. So here is the second and concluding part of our interview with Father Josh Whitfield. You know, I had when I was pastor at, at, at Purdue University, I had a real, I, I'm very fond of him, one of my associates. Uh, just a really fine young man, and he he had that that challenge. And one day he really sort of let down the barriers, and the people really warmed to his preaching in a way that I'd not seen previously. And they're telling me about it. I said, "You need to tell him about it," mm, and mm. you know that's going to affirm him in in the way that he approaches preaching today to do it again. And, I think I think he, I, I would like to think they all come out better preachers after their experience at our church in, at Purdue because of the congregation there loves to as you talk in uh, in the uh, later chapters about criticism um, it, 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 it was loving criticism I think it can 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 do a lot of good for do a lot of, can do a great yeah. bit of good yeah you know during the pandemic. Uh, I have a couple of people that are always re recommending books to me. And a friend of mine in Kansas City recommended Wendell Berry. And mm. the very first book I read of his, you know, several, was Jaber Crow. Oh, I love it. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, you mentioned it mm -hmm. uh, in, the, uh, in, your, in your book, The Crisis of Bad Preaching. And uh, there's this great quote, and I remember it when you and you use it in your book, the mantle of power, but not the mantle of knowledge. Mm -hmm. uh, they went to school to learn to say over and over again what had clear, what had already been said too often. Mm -hmm. How how prevalent do you think that still is today? And it's an interesting. Well, this book that this is not these Randall Berry books aren't that old, are they? This is a yeah, right, yeah, early aughts, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, I think it is. And again, from a lot of that book is, is, you know, as a reflection on my own experience um, as a preacher and then, and then also, you know, what I, what I've heard. And, 
and and I think it follows if 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 you're not ready or able or willing to you know preach truth with one's personality if you're not ready to bring ethos to bear in your preaching then then really you are um a catechetical audiobook and, and and you know i've i've heard homilies uh, where where uh, it it literally sounded as if someone pushed play on a reading from the catechism and 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 you know all good theology all very interesting accurate information but but you know it it, it might as well have come through the speakers and 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 that and that just doesn't stick it doesn't work we're not wired yeah. to to intake the gospel that way and so you know i, I think that first inability or fear to to bring yourself into the into the action of preaching necessarily leads to that sort of uh you know you know that's 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 strange that strange sort of delivery of knowledge as if it really is not uh, connected to you at all. Yeah. Um, and that's just bad preaching. Yeah. And, 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 and it's, it's unfortunately not uncommon to come into contact with. You know, I, I, I was mentioning that I was going to do this interview a couple of days ago to my former student master who lives here uh, with me. He's, he's the academic dean now at our school. And, I told him about an experience I, that uh, I had with, well, there's a seminary here, and um, I took a couple classes there when I was here because of some scheduled conflicts, but they, their homiletics professor was on a sabbatical, or, or they lost him, I forgot what it was, and instead of sending their men here, we, we have real homiletics teachers here at the, I mean, in school, um, they had a canon lawyer uh, teaching homiletics. And he said, my, my former student master said, that that actually, sadly, wasn't all that unusual because they get a firm grounding in canon law and, 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 and the catechism um, in, uh, and, and put an emphasis on that. Maybe that goes back to what your, your comment. Um, as far as what it might sound like mm, mm. when there's that sort of uh, emphasis. Yeah, you know, I mean, with all due respect to canonists, uh, that sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it does. And, yeah. uh, and you know, and it, it's, it's, I, I hope that there's, you know, with, with the emphasis that, that, that Benedict and, and Francis have put on, on good preaching, that that's, that's changing. You, you, you also, uh, quote uh, St. Augustine a, a good deal uh, mm, mm. in your book. And one of the things you, you uh, state is that a preacher should be willing to try anything, quoting, mm -hmm. quoting Augustine. What do you think Augustine means when he said that? Try anything. Well, you know, to, to um, I mean, I, I, Augustine very much followed Cicero, right? You know, the, mm -hmm. the, the, the idea um, of, of, you know, employing eloquence to, to, to achieve a, a goal. Um, there in uh, Teaching Christianity, he talks about, um, uh, you know, bringing his congregation to tears because tears is what they needed. Um, and, and so, 
you know, style and eloquence um, is something that that one fits to the to the listeners, right? I mean, and this mm-hmm. this goes back to, you know, not just I, I mean, Augustine uh, talks about it, but this this is this goes back to what Aristotle talked about when he talked about pathos, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to 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 be an effective speaker, you have to know, um, you know, what your what your audience is, is, is thinking and feeling what their prejudices are, what their fears are, what their emotions are. And, and then, you know, fit your speech to it, not to manipulate, but, but to guide. Right. And, and, and so like in the, you know, in the rhetoric, um, Aristotle has that very long section on, which is a beautiful psychology of human emotion. Um, and, and, and so, you know, by, by using everything, I think that's what, you know, the great, you know, rhetorical masters, Augustine included, mean um, uh, by by using you know any any means of of style or eloquence fit to the fit to the congregation to achieve the goal of preaching the gospel or bringing them to repentance. You know, and if and if you're talking to um, uh, you know a, a, a room full of uh, PhDs or or uh, uh, you know the the uh, uh, farmers out in the field, there's there's you know there's two different two different modes of approach mm-hmm. that, that a good mm-hmm. speaker is going to use. Uh, one of the um, things that's going on here now in the Archdiocese of St. Louis is they're going through a strategic plan and they had um, in, in preparation of that they sent out a survey to hundreds of people they sent it to all the priests of the diocese of the archdiocese and they asked them about their own preaching and 96 percent and the archbishop told me this 96 percent of the priests said they are either very good or excellent and when you mentioned that to you mentioned that to other to diocesan priests they laugh mm. when they hear the and they probably gave themselves good ratings right. too but you know there's a there's there's I think that there's a disconnect here um, uh, why how do, how do you get preachers to acknowledge that there's that there's bad preaching going on out there right. Well, I, uh, you know, I, more than just I think there's a disconnect, there clearly is a disconnect. And, and at the uh, here in the Diocese of Dallas, we've just, uh, I was on the search committee and I'm on the advisory c- uh, committee for this new Institute for Homiletics, which we've just started at the University of Dallas. And, and, uh, oh, right, right, I heard of it. Yeah, it's a, it's a great project and, and it, it really actually very interestingly stems from, uh, this book, but um, the, uh, but that's another story. But but we through the University of Dallas uh, conducted a, a survey uh, of of the faithful here in the diocese of Dallas, uh, asking them what they thought to gra- to grade their experience of Catholic preaching, and and what what we got back from those surveys is, is a is a solid C. Uh-huh. Uh, and and to be that's honest, from think, the congregation. That's from the congregation. Uh, and I th- and and that scored lower than than um, than certainly ninety something percent. Yeah. Uh, and and I and I think honestly that's a more accurate 
uh, uh, grade. And, and but 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 it underscores the the real challenge, and and, and that is how do you get father so and so to to own up to the fact that he needs to improve uh, and he may need even to greatly improve. Um, th- this is a larger cultural uh, issue and, 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 and for which I do not quite have the answer um, because, because one, we don't like to be, uh, we, we like to be nice in our, in our culture. Uh, and we especially like to be nice to father, uh, even when we don't like father or his preaching. And, and, and so that, 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 you know, that, that messaging that a priest receives all his life, nice homily father, nice homily father, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, which may just be clearly not true. Um, you know, you, you, you can understand how a priest can, can not, not be self-aware, um, and and so somehow we're going to have to, as brother priests, encourage each other to be self-aware. Uh, I, I think uh, with with a little bit of Episcopal help, um, nudge from the bishops, maybe we can get together and and practice real fraternal um, challenge and real fraternal support and enrichment um, to, to 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 help us um, be vulnerable with each other and 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 help each other preach better. Uh, but we've got a long way to go because, because that I, what is accurate about that 96% response is, is it shows you the challenge uh, of getting uh, the preachers of our church to, you know, to, you know, kind of like an alcoholic, you, yeah. <laughs> you know, you gotta yeah. admit, you gotta admit there's a problem before you do anything about it. And, and yeah. we're, we're not quite there yet. And, and, and hopefully we can be, um, because preaching can get better. I mean, uh, you know, not everybody's going to be a gifted preacher, but but you can improve a person's preaching by working at it. Yeah. Well, continuing with that analogy, you know, the the alcoholic has to hit bottom, uh, uh, sadly, in order to sometimes come to that awareness, and sometimes they there needs to be an intervention. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, what what is it that the the people in the pews can do? You have uh, in your epilogue um, some some suggestions for the for the the congregation uh, to the to the listeners there. Mm-hmm. What, what 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 are some of the best things that they can do to intervene in this? Well, I would think. Um... You know, I, the, at the end of the book, I wrote the the epilogue is called "The Way of the Listener," uh, which, interestingly enough, uh, I wrote. That's the very first thing I wrote of the book. Oh, um, and uh, I I wrote it in about an hour, to be honest, um, just because I wanted to sit down and sort of manifesto something about listening, and and, um, and, and I meant that the way of the listener, that epilogue in the book, as. Uh, as a guide for the listener of homilies to, to make the best of it under the present circumstances of, 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 you know, good to bad preaching, right? What, what can a listener do to, to make lemonades out of lemons? Uh, if that's, if that's what preaching is like in, in his or her parish. And, and so that's that sort of spiritual, those spiritual 10 steps of what to do. Um, 
and and so it really is you know how, how do you get by uh, uh today but but i think what a lay person can do now presently you know in the diocese of dallas and other other dioceses all over the world we're starting to talk about synodality right mm -hmm. uh, what is synodality and, and or, or what can what can be achieved uh by this by this synodal process uh, you know, I, I would hope that that preachers and deacons, you know, priests and deacons and lay people could stand up and say, we need to put some serious resources toward the training of preachers. Uh, you know, our seminaries need to, uh, be, you know, provide better training for preachers. We need to have ongoing training for for ordained clergy. We, we need to put our money where our mouth is because there, there just isn't much out there. And and. If we can, if we can speak up and say that this this is important to us, we know it's important, uh, and and the church needs to to um, mobilize for that for that end. Um, I think that's I think that's something that can move the needle a little bit. Um, take for example, in, in Dallas, we've got this homiletics institute, which hopefully will grow. I mean, we're starting here in the diocese of Dallas, but we want it to expand and. And have an influence, but but it's taken a lot to get that off the ground. It's taken taken resources, and, and so uh, it, you know, if if we want preaching tr truly to improve, uh, we're we're going to have to um, we can't just talk about it, right? And and the, the lay people can stand up in the synodal process, and and um, and and really, you know, push for that. You know. Once at one point, and I made a note, let me see if I can find it very quickly. Um, you talk about um, this is later in the book the best and happiest task. Um, Father Josh, what do, you, what do you think happens? What happens when it starts out as the happiest of tasks and then becomes just a task? Mm hmm. Well, I mean, I I think that's a very important um, that's a very poor, uh, important question to ask oneself as a preacher. Uh, I I still when when I'm scheduled to preach, and and I know that I'm going to preach that morning, uh, and and have the floor, so to speak, and and. and you know, I've been doing this 20 years, basically, and and I still get excited. I still have a, I still have a feel like it's like it's game day. Um, I, I, I I still get a thrill out of it, and and um, and so, and so I I enjoy it. I take delight in it. I take pleasure in it. Uh, I, I take pleasure in the craft of preaching. I. I take pleasure in the delivery of it I, I take pleasure in, in 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 the feeling I get um, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ and 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 knowing that that it, it's connecting with people um, and and so if if a preacher um, doesn't have that feeling in some measure I, I, I think there's a, there's questions that need to be asked one is um, you know, may, maybe this isn't your skill set. Maybe this is something that you are are naturally nervous doing. That's fine. Um, 
And that just takes a little bit of extra work, a little bit of extra coping, you know, being taught the dance steps as best you can um, and, and, and fulfilling your task faithfully. Uh, if, if, there, if there's some sort of spiritual issue going on, uh, for example, you know, a sadia of, of some form or fashion, um, you'll probably see that manifest in other areas of ministry, right? Um, and, and if that's the case, then, then, then one really should seek out spiritual direction. One, one should really seek out spiritual help because, it, because if that's the case, then you've got bigger issues than just bad preaching. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, you know, I, I, I really like standing uh, up in church on a Sunday or every day, which is a blessing in the Catholic Church, right. and, and, and preaching the gospel. I, I just love it. It's fun for me. Um, but, but that's me. For others, it'll be a, a little bit of a heavier chore. And again, that's fine. Um, may, you know, maybe you take delight in other areas of ministry. Uh, but but still, just because it's it's not, you know, uh, the, the thrill that it is for me, um, that, that 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 doesn't mean it's something that one can neglect or simply phone in because, uh, you know, at the end of the day, people are giving you uh, the privilege of of their time and their ears, and, and and one one really needs for the sake of the gospel and for them to honor that. Yeah. Um, so it's it's. It's something to be alert to. How do I feel when I preach? And I and I think that some of us somewhere, and maybe that it goes back to that intervention point. It might be the fellow priest, and you 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 speak to it in your book that to acknowledge that there's just some people that aren't aren't made to be preachers, and we mm-hmm. we have to to acknowledge that and see what other ministry they can and they to to uh, undertake to serve the church and serve God's people, and that's mm-hmm. okay. It's okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. You know, you mentioned something, and I meant to ask you actually more at the top of the interview. What would what would you tell our audience is the difference between preaching as a Protestant and preaching as a Catholic priest? Uh, well, as preaching as a Protestant, you get to stretch your legs out a little bit and preach preach longer, which is uh, <laughs> which <laughs> yeah. which for a guy who likes to talk is a good thing for me. Um, I, I, you know, so aside from the time, I I, I think the joy of Catholic preaching. For me, is is that you are so organically connected to the tradition that you're a part of it. You're not. You're not. You're not. Uh, I'm not citing the tradition like I cite some sort of far off source. Uh, there's a there's a there's a closeness, a contemporaneousness uh, to Catholic preaching, which is which is um, which is really powerful. Uh, I, I talk about Augustine. I talk about Thomas Aquinas. I, I, I talk about, um, you know, Dorothy Day. I, t- I talk about these saints, yeah. like they're family because they are family. And, and, and I and I talk about uh, the, the Eucharist because I'm near an altar. And, and 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 so you're just Catholic preaching for me versus preaching as a Protestant. Um, it's, you're just closer to the sources and to the power uh, of the Christian faith uh, be, because you're because it's because it's so sacramental and Eucharistic and it's 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 you're, you're in the tradition and it, and it's it's just it's it's a it's a weird thing you know um, and I loved preaching as a Protestant and and it and sure. it's good it's good preaching but 
the, the faith is 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 alive in, in, as a Catholic preacher in a way, at least in my experience, it, it, it was it was just different as a Protestant. Well, I'm glad I did leave that question to the end. I think that's a, a, a beautiful statement uh, to close on. You know, I, I, Father Josh, I can't thank you enough for this interview and more what you're doing and what I hope you're going to be able to do for preaching in our church. And the subtitle of this book is Redeeming the Heart and Way of the Catholic Preacher. Certainly as someone from the Order of Preachers, it's... Um, it, it, it's something that we see as essential in the way we mm, mm. Uh, uh, evangelize, and it it, it can't be um, something that is uh, neglected. Uh, so thank you for your contributions. And I no, hope thank I get you. To, yeah. I hope I get yeah. to hear you at St. Rita sometime. And yeah, I no, did, come down to us sometime. Yeah, I didn't mention Johanna Randolph, uh, Rudolph as well. Stephen and, and Johanna was, uh, they were both very much involved at St. Thomas yeah. Aquinas. And, and uh, I That's hear a beautiful, some good things. They're, yeah, they're a beautiful family. I mean, yeah, yeah. the people of God are amazing. So. Well, well, God bless you and God bless the people of St. Rita. And, yeah, uh, and, thank you. And yeah. The, the, the Diocese of, of Dallas. And thank you again for all that you're doing. For, yeah, anytime. No, I, I really appreciate it. And I appreciate all you do. Well, I know that you're going to be uh, be listened to by uh, some budding preachers, uh, at least in the central province of the, of the Dominican <laughs> good, the province good, of St. Albert good. the Great. Good. God well, bless you. you. All right. Take care. Bye. Thank you.